0: Welcome to C-Suite Radio.
1: It's time for another edition of The Brett Allen Show. It's go time, you and me. Join us weekly for the latest pop culture interviews from your favorite TV shows, movies, comedians, and so much more. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you, it felt good. Plus, you never know who will drop by. What happened here was a miracle. Now, here is your host. I said throw down, boy. Welcome to the nice, of event. Brett yeah. Allen. We're here chatting with comedian Sean Carter. Very excited to chat with you. I love your comedy. I love your style. I love your point of view. You're just very smart when it comes to your writing and you are great. So I appreciate your time. Thanks for hanging out today. I really do appreciate it.
0: Of course. Thank you so much for having me on and thank you for saying nice things. <laughs>
1: Yes. Well, of course. So let's talk about this because you have a lot going on right now. You've been working on a few different things. Let's talk about that. You can pick where you want to start because you have a few different things happening at the moment. So
0: sure. So, um, man, currently right now I am running a comedy festival (laughs) in Bristol, Tennessee. So that's pretty wild. Um, uh, And I also run a comedy club there. And I've just released an album or it's releasing December 15th um called boston of bristol so a lot of stuff going on i also am raising a three-year-old so that's pretty fun
1: <laughs> yeah well you certainly have your hands full so i'm yeah. interested to know like you make your way from one place to another now you open a comedy club you have a comedy festival like i'm interested to know about the opening the comedy club part because i've heard that happen a few different times with comics and it's generally for one reason or other, but I'm interested to know like what made you decide? Was it an opportunity to be able to perform and you have your own place to do it? It makes it easier on the traveling schedule.
0: Yeah. You know, it's interesting. That's kind of like a, that's a nice little byproduct product of it. I think that my ability to travel kind of ended once I had a child and yeah. then, Yeah. And just living where I live, there's no comedy clubs around. So there's no way that I could have kind of just worked at somebody else's and, you know, been a house MC or whatever, you know, work through the schedule whenever you can. I couldn't do that. So um, it was actually my wife's idea. My wife, Sarah, said we should open a comedy club here. And I had a lot of experience like producing shows in Boston and stuff. um, And I'd been around it for a long time. So it felt like something that I could do and that I would enjoy doing. And having so many friends that are comedians, I knew that we would definitely have no lack of talent that would be like happy to come through. So um yeah, it's really worked out well for me as far as just like continuing my development and my ability to get on stage and um and, and help me balance that with like family life.
1: Yeah, I was gonna ask that. So I imagine with all that experience, how would you compare the two comedy scenes from Tennessee versus Boston? I mean, obviously they're different in a lot of ways, but what has your experience been?
0: Sure. Well, first I would preface this by saying that Tennessee is a massive state. So like Memphis has its own scene. Nashville has its own scene. But where I am in uh, Bristol, Tennessee, there really was no scene when I arrived. You know, there was there's a couple of people that had been doing comedy before I showed up. They traveled, you know, they did random bar shows every once in a while where we live. But there really wasn't a scene here. So, I mean, Boston is a big scene. There's hundreds of comedians and aspiring comedians. And it's a really good, nice collaborative place. Or at least it was when I was there. I haven't been there in three years. And that was before COVID. So I don't know how much anything has changed. But um, wow. but Bristol really had no scene. So once we opened the club and we started doing open mics, I think our first open mic we had four people at. And all four were like, this is my first time on stage, <laughs> you know? Um, but now we have a nice little scene. We have a nice community. You know, our open mics are normally 20 people and we have audiences that come out just to watch open mic and watch shows and things like that. So it's, yeah, it's really great.
1: I think that's very cool because I live in Loveland, Colorado. I don't know if you're familiar with Denver. Oh, yeah. So I there's was a lot of things happening along the corridor, but I know a couple comedians locally here and yeah. they produce their own shows as well yeah. uh, because, for multiple reasons, obviously, but it's a chance for them to perform and work out material, but also perform in all the other spots between here and Denver and Boulder and everywhere else. So I think it was out of, as you said, a byproduct of just having good relationships with other club owners in Denver, Comedy Works, you know, the Comedy Ford and Fort Collins, not to name drop, but those are the clubs that they work at regularly. But then to be able to come and, do things here too, and have open mics and stuff. And that's cool. Having had the experience that you had, um, and providing opportunities for other people too. That's great though. Your first open mic for people. That's huge.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I was sitting there when four people came in and I'm going, well, we got somebody, but you know what I mean? Like, I hope this grows over the next, you know, and I would make a post on Facebook and different social media after every show, after every open mic. And I'd say, well, this week we got seven, let's hope for eight next week, you know, and it would just, it kept growing. And now we have a, yeah, we have a nice little community. And um, I actually ran into somebody from Loveland yesterday because we have some people in for the festival. So um, was the it guy what was the name? Just Dan Bublitz. Oh yeah. Jr. He's one of my good
1: friends. Yeah. I, yeah. I should have known that. I, Well, when I was reading through all of your stuff, I looked at it and I was like, I I think that's the same festival that Dan was at. So yeah, Dan's a good guy. Him and Jeff are just some of the best. And uh, that's very cool. So you have this club, you make the trek across the country, you open up the club, and now you're raising a child. Do you find yourself mining your life these days now for material as you're writing and stuff like
0: that? Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. I have... Um, jokes in my, on my album that, you know, have to do with having the, my child and you know what it's like sometimes with a toddler and things like that, which is kind of funny. Cause I never really thought I never thought I'd be doing like sort of dad comedy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I spent from probably 26 years old, uh, man, I must've started when I was about 26 or so. And I, you know, I didn't have a kid until I was 39. So I did comedy for uh, over, um, a dozen years without a child. So I just never thought that I would, I didn't think that was going to be my style of comedy, but your real life, you know, feeds into what you're writing about and, you know, the types of things that are going into your act. So, yeah.
1: So do you have a lot of national acts that come through then to your club? Because you obviously have the connections and stuff.
0: Yeah. You know, when I started, I thought, Hey, we're going to have a lot of people that I know that have done some cool things. You know, I mean, just coming out of Boston, a lot of my friends ended up, you know, either moving to New York or L.A., but like getting some really nice spots on like Last Comic Standing and things like that and Conan spots and stuff. And I did have a lot of my friends come through that had done those things. But I've met a lot of people as well that, you know, once the word got out that this was a fun place to play and that, you know, it was like a comedy owned comedian owned place because like, you know, it's not some place where the people running it don't care. You know, it's like a place where I'm like, come have fun. Like, we're going to have a fun show. We're going to have a good time. Um, so I've been hit up by a lot of comedians that I had not known before. And I've I feel like I've become friends with sense, you know, and that also have great credits are very funny. Yeah. So it's been it's been really easy. Actually, booking talent has not been the, the struggle.
1: Oh, has there been struggle just as far as like maintaining everything and keeping all the plates spinning?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, just running like business, you know, stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. Selling tickets every weekend. You know, comedy club is kind of a unique beast where it's like. You know, if you want a coffee shop or something, you probably got the same people coming in every single day, but comedy club, you got some regulars, but a lot of people that go to a comedy show go like once a year, maybe twice a year something like that. So you're kind of trying to, you know, you're trying to sell a hundred people on coming to a show basically every week, like a hundred different people (laughs) every week. So that can be a challenge, Um, but you know, we're up for it. We just try to book good shows and gain a good reputation.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Well, let's talk about the album. Um, that's always a badge of honor when you can do that.
0: Yeah, it's been great. Um, I reached out to the folks at Blonde Medicine who are just just wonderful people. I just love them. And I was like, you know, I'm trying to put this album together. There's nobody else that I'd rather work with than you. And let's, let's do this. And um, eventually they were like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> and we got it together. And, you know, there was the question of like, do you want to record it at your comedy club you've got a comedy club do you want to record there or in boston and we did it in boston because i felt like i wanted to go home and be around you know people that i'd known a long time but also hadn't seen me do comedy in a while because i hadn't been home in about three years and i didn't want to do it at my club where kind of everybody has seen me do the same set yeah kind of a lot um i wanted those punchlines to hit like to be a surprise when they came out so um So, yeah, we decided on Boston. We found a venue. You know, we sold the tickets. We got a nice big crowd in there. Um, I got like some of my high school teachers came out for it, (laughs) like some old friends. We had um, a dozen people that I've just met through the club that have started doing comedy and kind of become like my regular comedians here in Bristol. Like a dozen of them flew up to Boston to like come to the show and just like visit Boston. And, um, you know, we put it on. We put it on tape and uh i was very happy with the result i got you know everything in there that i wanted to get in there all the material i'd been working on i feel like it was really well received i i I feel really good about the the finished product yeah
1: yeah so now you can move on to that new stuff perhaps right is that like what is your process once you put an album out because i'm sure you've probably been telling some of those jokes for a while
0: oh for sure yeah a couple of them have been you know I've been telling some of these jokes for years and years. Love it. And there's a couple of jokes that kind of emerged in the past, well not 6 months now, but like probably about 6 months before I recorded the album where it started hitting really well right off the bat and I was I'm going I'm recording an album in 6 months. Is this going to make it? Like, you know, I'm only 6 months out. Is this going to be developed enough by the time that I get there? And it was and I, you know, I'm super excited to to do to have those ones on there, but they're the ones that I'm like, I can still do those. <laughs> like you know, those are going to be my holdovers while I work on the new material. You know, but I, yeah, I'll dump the ones that I've been doing for a few years and really try to push myself to, you know, that's the tough thing about after recording an album. Now it's like I'm going to go up at shows and I just have to embrace the fact that I'm going to have some rough sets. You know, as that's I start part of doing what you new do material. though, I mean that's normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. It is. It's just like it's tough to accept, though, after you've been spending months on like old material and polishing it and trying to get it to like right where you want it to then go to like brand new stuff where you're kind of like, I don't even know. I don't even know how an audience is going to react to this yet. You know, I think it's funny. Will they it's kind of yeah, it's a new challenge like all over again. So it'll be fun.
1: I love it. Well, congratulations. If people want to listen, they can head over to Blonde Medicine, yeah?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's on their website. Um, it's also on iTunes and Bandcamp. And I think those are the links that you'll find on the Blonde we- Blonde Medicine website. Yeah,
1: And you have some great shows booked for the club, too, I would imagine.
0: Yeah, right now. I mean, so we're doing the festival right now, which is great just to see 60 comedians coming through from like 20 different states. That's a lot of fun. Um, and then coming up, you know, we've got some really great people coming back through. We got Michael Palisak coming back. who's terrific. Um, We got, you know, Anthony DeVito coming back. We've got a lot of wonderful people that, you know, I've just been lucky, lucky enough to get to know and, and have a good time with. And then we have, um, you know, this December, I have one of my friends who started with us two years ago. I've got him closing out the show. So he's doing like his first ever closing set where he's going to try and stretch which I think is like key for comedians development is to like have a place where you can go do that. And, um, it's your home club and, you know, they want to see you succeed.
1: I love it. Well, this is awesome. Sean, congratulations. And I appreciate your time. Thanks for hanging out today. Thanks so much.